Hey, good morning, y'all. What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy June month. This is the sixth month, and you know, I'm about to face me some coffee. I say good morning. Thank you, Jesus, for another day. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, angels, for fighting on my behalf while I'm sleeping and resting and taking care of my family and protecting those that are in connection with me. Cover them, Father God. Bless their children. You know, I pray all is well with everyone. And I haven't literally sit here and watched the news. I get snippets of breaking news, you know, and it's so sad. It's sad. I know I mentioned a lot of people kind of had some flat on a statement I had made in my other episodes. Um, but hey, I'm about to let y'all hear this broadcast, and this this is why I feel it's my opinion. You know, you don't have to take heed to what I'm saying. It's my opinion. All right, um, my hypothesis on a situation, and then leave it like that. And at the end of the day. It really don't matter because the word of God is the true word. Whatever he said in order, he's going to get it in order, right? Um, But we still have to pay our part, right? So they have individuals that are advocates. I feel that I'm an advocate for our community, especially the black community. Uh, But I'm not going to allow myself to be stagnated, right? Because of what the society and the politicians and the other regulators are putting in place to block uh, marginalized individuals. That's what they want to call it. Now, they want to try to make it all pretty. But we already know what that means. Uh, it's been happening, still happening. And even though on the telly or the heli telly, <laughs> um, they're projecting that um, they are striving to do all this changing. And you see some different stuff that's happening that you haven't really seen um, in the White House. Um, He is allowing or integrating a more diverse um, visual to represent America. However, um, Americans, the different nationalities, nations that are in America are still being handled the wrong way. My heart goes out to all nationalities um, but I am still black. I still go in the store. People look at you like you're crazy. Me and my son went visit uh, our hometown in a certain area where we literally lived and literally had nothing. I mean, they had some um, some white folks there, but it was really a black neighborhood. Well, we goes in this neighborhood. It's all been upgraded, converted. Well, we already know what happened with that. The, the gentrification that they did after Hurricane Harvey, um, I mean Hurricane Katrina, right? So they looking at us like, while we walking down Magazine Street, I mean literally, they was like, and my son was like, "Mom, you see this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm tripping, but this our neighborhood, right?" So with that, st- still to this day, a person that have not walked in a black person's shoes and feel what they felt experience what they felt, you will never understand the mental anguish and the pressure that a black person have to go through, especially black women and black women that's raising their children that was not, quote-unquote, 
woke up one morning and said, oh, I'm going to have a whole bunch of babies and not have a husband. Or I'm going to have a whole bunch of babies and, you know, and I'm not going to get a job. And no, no, it's not like that, y'all. So what I'm saying is now, so I said, you know what? I ain't watched the news for like maybe two weeks or whatever. Let me see what's going on because, I mean, my God. So when I cut the news on the first thing, they're starting to bury the children from that shootout. Lord have mercy. And what really got me, the husband of the teacher, they say the husband, the teacher that died, two days later, the husband died with a heart attack. I guess so. Man, that's hard, man. That's hard. That is hard. Right? Um, I mentioned in my other episode about the community. I see that most of the community uh, look like they're Hispanic or Latino, right? Okay. And uh, every community has a story. I don't care how a person say whatever. Every community have a story behind it. I, I knew for a fact my community when I grew up, what we call the neighborhoods. In our neighborhood, when we grew up, of course, they had a, commu- a story behind that community. Um, and it was a positive one because I can literally tell you, my brother can tell you, I have neighborhood sisters and brothers. That's how we was in our neighborhood. We wasn't just knock on the door, do you have a cup of sugar, <laughs> you know, or some milk? No. If our neighbor needed help, we helped them. They, nobody was lacking. If somebody need their rent paid, what? They, they what? Baby, that Friday we had a, a house party, a penny party. We gave suppers. And guess what? We helped our neighbors with their rent. You understand what I'm saying? That was the neighborhood. All right? That's how it was. We was a family. Okay? And so now, the way things have happened... And just the way the society, just, just, man, it's just like, I'm, it's, whoa, just to live in the time that I'm living, going on 60 years old, right, and thinking about me growing up as a little girl, all the way to teenage and young adulthood, and to see the transition that has evolved, it don't look good, y'all. And I'm amazed how on one side, and literally, you know how they say good and evil? Where they got the halves and halves nots. And even though they're on here talking about trying to do the inflation, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. You know, I'm sorry, Spotify and, and Anchor, and I don't know what's going on with the algorithms that they're doing. Um, they keep sending me some signals, and I'm saying it so the algorithm can hear me speak. That it's my uh, First Amendment right to be able to speak on subjects that's concerned to my heart. Now, what I'm about to let y'all hear, this is on the news. This is happening right now. Asian Americans reported a surge in hate incidents since the pandemic. Since the pandemic, Asian Americans have a law in place to protect them against hate crime. Immediately, Asian Americans have a reparation fund set up for them. Just like 
the LBGTQ have a reparation fund set up for them for the mistreatment and the mental anguish that they have encountered. Japanese Americans have a reparation set up for them because of the atrocities that American has done to them. And lo and behold, to be honest with you, the Japanese, the one that set the bomb on Pearl Harbor, Harbor, but yet America had compassion for them, took care of them, and provided reparation to them. And because of February being a dedicated month, which every day should be a dedicated month for black Americans, but some individuals, and I don't have nothing against that. Hey, that's all. That's cool. But since then, because Black History Month is was set in stone, now they have all other nationalities have their month, and I believe that's because the Black History Month set a presence and became the trailblazer for all the other nationalities to be respected, to be honored and revered and treat treated as human beings. And I'm saying all that and I'm very upset and I'm really asking God to help me because what I'm about to let y'all listen to, they are literally approving this, but yet they didn't took this all the way political about the critical race theory. And if you take your time to go and read that 1619 project, it's online. You can read it. You don't need to have evidence. You don't need to hear what they're saying about it. Only thing that 1619 Project, that documentary, not only just a documentary, but that report is only suggesting to teach the history of blacks and the treatment that they encountered, that they ain't just was immigrants. They were slaves. They was beaten and treated in a humane way, and we all see it, and it's still happening. Black Americans are still being shot. Black Americans are still being mistreated. Black Americans are still experiencing racism. Black Americans is still not being acknowledged with the respect that they deserve. Yes, I commend the advocates and the changes that are happening. And yes, it's happening really, really slow. It ain't happening fast enough. That's how I'm saying because we've been dealing with this for over, what, 400 years. We've been dealing with this, all right? But now, because other nationalities feel, you know, they feeling the pressure, okay? And they experiencing hate crimes and people laughing at them and spitting on them and throwing stuff at them and looking at them crazy. Oh, everything is expedited for these nationalities, for these nations. Well, nationality, but in, to be real, if you really study your Bible, we all part of a nation. We're not just born to be another human being. We are literally representing a nation for our family legacy. If y'all didn't know that, now you know. Okay? And so if you can start thinking like that and start start um, presenting your life 
as a birthright, you'll be able to handle some situations a little much better. And when things come at you, you can just laugh at it and say, mm-hmm, I know this is the evil one because it's only two things, you guys. They just had a, our first major hurricane hit. Um, <laughs> and the weatherman, this uh, I'm going to send him a donation. This weatherman that um, really helped us out online and he was giving us some serious reports when the hurricanes were hitting us last year, right? In the freeze and all of that. This weatherman was on point before the weatherman even knew about it. And come to find out he's a saved brother. He believes in God. He says a prayer at the end. And I commend him. And guess what? Today I'm going to send him an offering. Because this man said this last week. He was on there Thursday, Wednesday. He come on every Monday. Or the, I think it's the Weather Plus. But first, I'm going, I'm rattling out. Let me let y'all hear this. And this is why I feel the way I feel. Let me see if I put it all the way back to the right place. Surging. Stopping the surge of anti-Asian hate in the U.S. It comes as more states are pushing to include Asian American history in their schools. Here's Jolene Kent. High school senior Christina Huang is proud to be Chinese American, but lately it hasn't been easy. I actually had someone cough on me, like take off their mask and cough on me when I was out with my parents. And um, I, at the moment, I didn't really understand. I was very confused. Asian Americans have reported a surge in hate incidents since the pandemic began, rooted in a long history of racism. I didn't really understand what it meant until later when we started having conversations about anti-Asian hate. A recent study found that in much of the country, K-12 curriculum for U.S. history focuses primarily on Japanese incarceration and anti-Asian immigration laws. So Christina turned her experience into action, joining the effort to pass a law in New Jersey requiring Asian-American Pacific Islander history in public schools. Illinois and Connecticut have done the same, and now at least four other states are working on similar bills. The groundswell comes as one in three Asian American parents said their child experienced a hate incident at school. At Ridgewood High School in New Jersey, where Christina is a student, they can do what you too can. Social studies teacher and Indian American Mira Kirtane is ahead of the curve. Our teachers, our future teachers, need to learn more about the narratives that are absent. She's been teaching AAPI history for years, like influential Supreme Court cases, like United States versus Wong Kim Ark, the son of Chinese immigrants who fought for the right to birthright citizenship. If students are not taught those things, what do they lose out on? I think the most important piece that they miss is the power that they possess as individuals. If we want to understand our own lives and the lives of those around us, it's really important to understand the history. If you're learning about American history, you have to learn the history of all Americans. What does it mean to you that New Jersey has passed this law? It means a lot. It means like that I'm seen and that my voice is important and people are listening to what I have to say. Reflecting on the past to build a more inclusive future. Jolene Kent, NBC (laughs) News, Ridgewood, New Jersey. Now y'all heard that, right? Y'all heard that, right? Because they passed the law, now they feel that their hearts or their voice, that's what she said. She said, my voice is important. Whoa. So you mean to tell me 
their voice is important and black American voice is not important. Oh, we're not going to pass this law because y'all not important. Now, I don't care how they look at it. This is how I'm, I'm looking at it. This is how I'm looking at it. And they, they not only did not approve the curriculum to be taught in the high schools, so the other students, you heard the young man say, it's important to learn, to learn about all nationalities in, the, in America, in the history, so we can understand the culture. Right? But they done went a whole campaign to make sure that critical race theory is not being taught in school. Whoa. And we wonder why all of these things, look at this here, a major hurricane hit Mexico. They say have, this the first time ever. It's like we still getting the first time ever. Now it's becoming major storms. Y'all don't think something ain't right with that? I'm going after this. The Bible says. I didn't say this. The Bible says. Through the mouth of Yahshua. I'm going to get the, and I'm going to end on this. Because we get so, we be forgetting about what's really going on. I'm going to show y'all what's really going on. This is what's really going on. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Of walls. We got- hey, I'm back and my alarm interfered. And so I want to read you guys some encouragement. Yeah, I was on my soapbox, but that's just me. That's how I feel about it. In Matthew chapter 24. This is Jesus speaking. Yahshua is speaking. Um, on the Mount Olives, which is a beautiful place. I've been there in Israel. It's a beautiful place, you guys. You need to go and check it out. I don't know about right now because all this stuff is happening. People still traveling. You know, you just just be led. <laughs> just pray. Everything that you do, be pr- just pray so you can be led. God said he will keep us and protect us. Okay? Uh, and even in the midst of that, have, have Yahshua in your heart. We don't know the day and the hour when our time is come, but when our time is coming, you be ready. That's all. Um, I can literally see here. Let me see. I'm doing, I do a heart check every morning. All right, I do my blood pressure check every morning. And I was like, okay, do I think anybody have an art against me? 
No, I don't think nobody have an order against me. I think I'm good on that. Do I have unforgiveness towards anyone? Mm. Let me see. I'll go I'll do my little check. No, no, I, I, I have no unforgiveness towards no one. I've forgiven everyone that I know of at this present moment that I know of. And uh, I, I love God's word. So if I love God's word, I love God's people. And I love God's people who keep his word. All right? I love God's people who don't know his word. And it's my job, it's my assignment to be the light. So people can understand that, hey, you have a right to your life. You have a right to a better life. And it can happen. But we have to surrender. So I'm like, okay, God, any area in my life that I have not surrendered to. I'm in a situation, Father, that I know only you can get me out of. And so if you can do that every morning before you do anything else, before you even get out the bed, I know they say as soon as when you wake up, it takes only a couple of seconds for you to get out the bed. If not, then you're going to fall into this slumber state in your myth, in your mindset. Well, I say when you open up, when you become conscious after sleep, <laughs> just start talking to God. That start cultivating and, and, and recalling the things that he spoke to you on your bed of rest. Because that's really when he starts speaking to us. He's saying our dreams, you know, he give us our dreams and our give clarity and understanding and and uh, everything that you need to complete for that day he deposited in us. Every day God is talking to us, y'all. But I just want to say this, pertaining to what you just heard on a previous episode, that they have passed a law and four of the states are going to take a part and pass it to allow Asian um, Asian uh, history to be taught in school. Why in the world is it a problem for black history to be taught in school? Not just, don't just pick the people that they made it and teach on that. No, go back to the history. Because it has not been easy and we are still dealing with the stigma of racism and the privilege and the supremacies hate crimes we are still dealing with that y'all blacks blacks are still dealing with that just like all the other nationalities are dealing with some type of um, insidious actions towards them the most insidious of all is black folks. And we are literally the originals of this whole human creation. They can like it or not, it's been already identified. You can go on your history channel. The archaeologists have researched their DNA and, and every other culture can tell you. I even had some tell me myself. When I'm when I when I had the opportunity to travel to different countries Amsterdam, even London. They know. They know. So, in Matthew chapter 24, it tells us, right? And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left there one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. 
And as he sat upon the Mount Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Jesus, tell us, when, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming? And what would it be the end of the world? How are we going to know this? You're saying that it's going to be destroyed. It's going to be destroyed now. I'm sure they're probably saying it's going to be destroyed now, next month, next year, next decade. How are we going to know? Show us the sign. No, matter of fact, they asked, they say, what shall be the sign? Because at that time, you guys, when they realized that Jesus was the Messiah, Yahshua, Hamashiach, they was like, yay, this is what we're going to do. They, in their mind, because of the atrocities that was happening to them, they thought the Messiah was going to come and throw down the Roman Empire. No. What happened, Yahshua came to give us a better way to live in our hearts. Whoa. But because of the love of God, and he tells us that I would not do a thing before I tell it to my prophets. That's why it's so important to have a prophet, somebody prophetic in your life. That you know that they didn't say things and then they came to pass. Hey, you, you better take heed. Very seldom they missed the mark. But if they were right on it, they're right on it. And we lost some good, I ain't going to say laws. Let me take that back. We had some, some awesome prophets of this day that have been caught up and in heavenly rest right now. Okay. So they're asking, how are we going to know? Come on, Jesus. Now, nah, he had his, he had his, I say his posse with him, right? I'm just trying to bring it down to you you guys so you can understand what I'm saying. So, so, so Jesus looked at all of them and said, wait, calm down. Calm down. Take heed. First of all, take heed that no man deceive you. Whoa. That's number one. Because it's going to happen. But I need y'all to understand. Let no man deceive you. Now why did Jesus say that? Why did Jesus say let no man deceive you? Man mean human. Mankind. Okay. He said why? Because many going to come in my name saying that I am the Christ. And because of that many. He said. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. So that lets us know, number two, that you already, people already deceive. People who came in the name of the Lord, meaning, yeah, they're going to have false prophets, false preachers, this false, this stuff just popping up. All type of things are popping up that's deceiving many people. Right now, as I'm speaking, People are deceived. He said, now with that, right? He said, with that, you're going to hear about wars and rumors of wars. And when this happens, see that you be not troubled. So the first thing Jesus told the disciples, let no man deceive you. 
So that means you have a part to play. You have to make sure that you stay in the truth. Number two, he said, why? He said, because many going to come in my name and and shall deceive many. Let no man deceive you. Why? Because many going to come in my name and, and deceive many. Come on. He said, he telling us, shall means will. And we already see that. Many are deceived. He said, now y'all want a sign? You want me to tell you when the end of the world? This is what this is about. He said, you want to tell you the end of the world? And you want to know the signs? Okay, so this, this is a sign. Many going to come in my name and deceive many. You're going to hear about walls and rumors of walls. Well, we not only hearing about the walls, y'all. <laughs> we seen this happening. Even right now, I can't believe this man's still over there in Ukraine doing the damage that he's doing. Yeah. So y'all paying attention? He said, now, when this happened, look what he tell us. You're going to hear rumors of walls. You're going to hear about walls. You're going to hear of wars, right? You're going to hear rumors of wars and hear about wars. But that's not that's 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 not all I need to tell you guys. Now, when it's happened, he said, I don't want you. He said, see that you not be troubled. You don't, don't he tell us that not you all be troubled? Why? Because he already knows. If you if your heart is excuse me, your heart is troubled, you're gonna faint. And if you faint, you're gonna lose hope. That husband lost was faint. His heart was so troubled and grieved that his his wife was gone because of that shooting. And two days later, they say he caught a massive heart attack. His heart was it couldn't handle it. And that's what's happened. A lot of people are dying <laughs> before time because of all the atrocities that are happening in the world. And you cannot allow yourself to to, to be consumed about this, y'all. You're going to have to find an escape. I tell people, look, stay focused. Get back with your dreams. Get back to, you know, start a business. I mean, you really need to start a business. I help somebody... Um, with their tax return, and Lord have mercy, they was gonna owe over, uh, uh, what? I think over about thirty thousand dollars. They was gonna owe, not realizing. But you have your business. Won't you come on? Give me the paperwork. Give me the receipts. Let's calculate. Let's go ahead. Let's get. Let's start documenting your business. Document the business so it can be on the tax return. And now you can qualify for all this other money that is happening. It doesn't matter if you didn't make a profit. IRS will give you three years to make a profit, even if it's one dollar. Let's go ahead and accumulate. Let's go ahead and put all them expenses on there. That's an investment. I'm giving y'all some free advice right now. You have invested in your own business to purchase that 
equipment or their expenses just to get it started. We know this already, man. We know. I already know you're not making no money. You're spending money. But where the money came from? You working. You took money out of your paycheck and you invested it in your company. Write that on your tax return. And not only that they didn't have to pay $30,000 to IRS, they was able to get at least $3,000 and some dollars back. They were so happy. I know they were. And if you're listening, I would love to see the testimony on the website. Don't forget about my review. (laughs) But anyway, God said that let no man deceive you because you're going to... Many gonna come in my name and, and deceive many. Okay. Now this is the disciple asking, okay, if the world is gonna be destroyed, how will we know? What is the sign that we know the end of the world is happening? You're gonna hear rumors of wars, you're gonna hear of wars, you're gonna hear rumors of wars. He said, through this air, don't let your heart be troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but he ensured the end is not yet. Whoa. Okay, wait a minute. I hear rumors of war. I really seen we have war here and war there. But all of that, Lord, you saying the end is not yet? Nah, nah, just calm down. No, it's not yet. Because see what's going to happen. The next thing, nations going to rise against nations. We see that. Kingdoms against kingdoms. We see that. There shall have famines and pestilence and earthquakes and diverse of places that mean all over you're gonna see all of these things are happening at one time what do we see we see the pestilence that's the that's the plagues that's the virus come on we've seen it it's happening the earthquakes Lord have mercy in diverse of places they got earthquakes popping up in places where you never thought an earthquake would hit. Tornadoes. Come on. Wildflower uh, fires. Mudslides. Come on, y'all. This is a time for you to really, really get do that heart check. Get your house in order, you guys. But guess what? He said, after that, now we just in verse 7. Verse 8 said, now all these are just the beginning of sorrows. Don't you know God already know all this is going to happen? I'm just trying to ease some of you guys because I stated earlier on the, the platform on the episode last week that we need to stop blaming God. I think I did a live video. We need to stop blaming God. God already know all this is happening. Why? Way back in Jesus' time, look what he said. He said, it's just the beginning of sorrows. When all this stuff happening, it's just the beginning of sorrows. The end is not yet. It's just beginning. And it's been doing this for almost a decade now. We've been dealing with this. He said, but then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. Whoa. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. So people going to have afflictions. They're going to be killed. What's happening? This, this, this crazy killing happening. The nation's going to hate you. For my name's sake. 
You say you believe in the true and living God. You live in the life of Christ. You're going to be hated. Many will be offended. Many will betray one another and hate one another. Well, we see that's happening too. That's that hate crime. See? That's all this, this, this racist stuff that's happening. And because the iniquity shall abound, the iniquity is going to be so vast. It's going to be so deep and rooted. The love of many shall wax cold. We see that right now. It's only a few that have a Samaritan spirit that is going about trying to help their neighbors. Right? Trying to be there for their neighbors. I had my neighbor next door. She moved. She had fell. And her daughter put her, um, it's in a, a, matter of fact, I need to go see that lady. Miss me. I think she told me she was 80, she was 88 years old. Yep. She had just made 88 years old. But even through all of that, Yahshua said, the time is not just so. We're going to be dealing with this for a while, y'all. He said, but he, he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness until all nations. And then... The end will come. So that lets you know. When ye therefore shall see abomination of desolation. Spoken of by the prophet Daniel. Stand in the holy place. Who read it. Let him understand. So go back and read the story of Daniel. How he prophesied. And he had several different um, prophetic visions and some of them are happening right now right now you see that timeline so I'm not saying oh y'all can have a good time you don't have to worry about nothing no get your house in order get your house in order it's just the beginning of sorrows and God don't want your heart to be sorrow. Cast all your care upon him, people. For he care for you, okay? Stay in the safe zone with the word. Because hum, hum, human, humankind, yes, is really being targeted. And it's because of the evil one. This real true fight, you guys, it's not about people against people. The fight is between God and the devil. And we are in the middle of it. And it's up to us to decide whose side you're going to be on. Are you going to live the life of righteousness? Good. Are you going to live the righteous, the unrighteousness? Evil. There's only two sides. There's only two sides. And so we have to make a, we have to stand and fight for our rights, all right? We're going to have to fight the good fight of faith for your life and do whatever you need to do to sustain your life in this time because it's just the beginning of sorrows. Don't lose heart. 
cast your cares upon daddy. Trust in him every day. The best that you can. And he'll make a way for you. I can guarantee you. I can guarantee. I can guarantee 100%, 150%, 200%. I can guarantee you that. If you trust in God, he going to look out for you. Nah, Dr. D ain't saying nothing nothing not going to happen for you. But what's due to you is going to come to you. But you're going to have to put yourself in the right position. So, Father can move on your behalf. All right? Can we do that? Can you allow yourself to do that? All right? My heart goes out to the families. My heart goes out to communities. And we do, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of unfair stuff that's happening. But whoa, when you got God on your side, you can't be denied. Don't sit here and allow the enemy to put questions in your mind and try to trick you up and talk about, ain't no real God. Look what happened here. Look what happened there. Well, I just read to you. Jesus said, it's already going to happen. So I'm just trying to let y'all know out here, expect it to happen. What? What are you talking about? What do you mean? Uh, yeah, I just read it. This was read. This was printed over 3,000 years ago, right? Well, 2,000 years, whatever, the timeline. So, God, that shows me if if Jesus is the second of the Godhead, God Almighty, Elohim, in the flesh, the Word became, the Word was the Word, and the Word became flesh. God's Word, the created being, became flesh and walked this earth, and they put a name on him, Yahshua, that's Jesus, okay? So, if Father did that, that means he already knows that all of this is going to happen. That's why he said it's just the beginning of sorrows. It's not the end yet, but it's the beginning of sorrows. How you know it's the beginning of sorrows? Because you're going to hear rumors of wars. You're going to have people that's going to be deceiving, people that's going to come in his name, right? Earthquakes, pestilence. This was already spoken to us, y'all. So don't be surprised. Have compassion and pray. Yeah, I'm praying. But I'm not I'm not gonna let that steal my joy and take my life. Oh no, come on. Every person have their own uh, assignment that has to be fulfilled. Every assignment has a test. Hello. Every successful story has some type of struggle to get to where they were. And still, it's a struggle every day. I, I, I like what this gentleman has said. He stated that when he wake up, he start from zero all over again. Because in a snap of a finger, it can all be gone. And you know what, y'all? That's true. We see that every day. People go into bed at night and wake up with the roof off their head because a tornado didn't pass by. Oh, come on, y'all. I'm trying to get y'all to come on. But my whole thing is, this has already been prophesied. So don't lose hope. Come on. Let's put on your big big, your big boy pants and your big girl drawers. Pull up them lawns. Shake out of it. <laughs> shake out of it. All right? Shake out of it. 
Come on. Put your get your get your life back in line. Get your life back in sync. Come on. I know I'm not a favorite person to listen to, but at least I'm gonna help guide you and help you sustain your life at the level that I know how. The end is not here yet for you. The end is not here. But Father's showing us signs that, hey, I'm close. (laughs) It's the beginning. So I'm warning, warning, warning. That's all. All right. Let me go. I'm all, hey, I'm, I'm just worried up Wednesday. That's the word for today. Boom Factor, there it is. Safe Zone Broadcast, there it is. I'm probably going to update and go and just combine the two and put the the fly on there. I see some people love it. Then I see something dropped off. Hey, I understand. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay true to the assignment. Yes. All right. God bless. All right, don't move challenge. 15-minute don't move challenge. Did you do it? How how was it? Uh, I think next week, and uh, right now I am in the transition of um, we move into a bigger space for the office. And in two weeks, get ready. We're going to do it live. We're going to do our don't move challenge live. And I want to see how you guys are going to feel about it because what's going to happen is going to catapult you into the next season of your life. All right. And a don't move challenge means just that. And what God wants us to do, he wants us to be able to fine tune our hearing. And the only way you're going to be able to fine tune your hearing, you're going to have to sit your butt down and be quiet. And starts five minutes next day you can add 10 minutes hey if you can do the old the whole 15 minutes fine but only thing you need is a pen or pen notebook put it next to you wherever you're gonna be at if you're gonna be outside in the car in your house take your time and do that stop for 15 minutes don't do nothing but pay attention why you don't do nothing? <laughs> Relax. After that 15 minutes, we got to set a timer. After that 15 minutes, write down everything that was going on while you were sitting down. If you heard the birds chirping, write that down. If your fingers was moving, write that down. If you had thoughts going across your mind, write that down. Everything that was in your heart, if you all of a sudden... You felt anger. I mean, write it down. Because when you do that, then you're going to be able to understand some different mechanisms that is happening in your life. You could be, you're going to be able to deal with some triggers. And you're training your body, your membrane, your receptors... <laughs> Your neurons, you you retraining your whole circular system. 
to interrupt the negative patterns that are happening in your life. And before you know it, you do that every day that you can remember. Every day. And it's going to extend to longer minutes, to hours. Now, I know some of you saying, I don't have time to be doing all that. And that's why things are occurring in your life the way it is. Because you are not making time for you. Because the 15 minute don't move challenge is for you. It's for you. Not for me. I've done it. And still doing it because I want to get to that next level in God. And we are at a time right now, you guys. You best be able to have your ear to the mouth of God. Period. I done missed some major, major opportunities in the past. Because I couldn't filter out, is this God? Is this the devil? Is this me? I don't know. I don't know. You know, back and forth. Just trouble. Just disturb. And it really paralyzes you. And then you don't move. You don't move. You don't do anything. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, the Lord told me to do that. Oh, man, I missed out. Oh, no, don't worry. It's going to come back again for you. But you're going to move by peace, not, not by anxiety. Just, just last week, I was talking to my daughter, and I, I, I repented before God. The, let me see. Yeah, last was Sunday. I had to check myself because I acted upon anxiety because I was trying to get something out for my subscribers and I just couldn't figure it out. And then, I'm going to show you how the enemy does. The enemy sent an uh, ad. I clicked on the ad. The man was talking. I'm like, yes, that's what I need. Thinking that, well, I went by what he said. Deceptive. We just read in the other episode. Don't let no man deceive you. So I really feel, and I sent him an email back. I said, you deceived you use deceptive practices because you said that all of this was going to be done. You had two different packages. Do it yourself or I'll do it for you. You just have to enter your information. I said, but I ain't had time for that. Let me just pay for done it for you. I, I, I know I could change my colors, put my information in there and use that template. But guess what? That's not what had happened. It led me to something else. They tried to upsell me to do this. And I'm like, no, no, no. You got the wrong sister on this one here. I know y'all billionaires or whatever. And I see that's how y'all becoming billionaires. Y'all ripping people off. I'm serious. I'm just going to call it out. You're ripping people off. Do what you say. Let it be done the way it say. And like my daughter said, well, mom, why you did that? If it's not lined up with your vision at that time, don't allow what you want done right now open up the door for the enemy to come in and steal in that area. And that's what happened. And I thought about it and I said, Lord, I repent because, yes, I moved on an anxious impulse 
and it cost me some money. Now, I'm a reverted, of course. God gave me another strategy plan for it. But I'm just sharing that with you guys that even in the midst of training and developing, the enemy is going to send anxiousness your way. And we have to do everything by prayers and supplication, making our requests known unto God. Be led by peace and not by anxiousness. Be led by peace and not act on, act out on fear or act out on anger or act out on the past on how we used to respond to circumstances, right? So now, since I really feel that that borderline, I'm on the other side, now I got to train myself how to deal with these type of situations on this side of the, of the line. Because it's different levels. So this 15-minute move, I say, shoot, I got to do this all over again myself. Hey, come on. Transparency here. That's how it works, y'all. And so with this three-day, 15-minute challenge that's going to happen, it's going to happen that third week of June. We're gonna, I'm going to go live on the Boom Factor YouTube. All right. And we're going to see how you made out. Go through some of the different things that I'm sharing, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to change your life, y'all. It really is. <laughs> it's going to change your life. Because you're going to hear better. You're going to be able to see things clearer. And my assignment going forward, and I'm doing the best that I can with what I have right now, and I heard that. He said, I need you to teach my people how to operate in their fate. He has given every person a measure of fate. You have to stay in the safe zone, y'all. And so it starts about being able to hear the Spirit of God. You're going to have to be able to hear Him. You're going to have to be able to see through His eyes. Stop looking at the outer. Of course, everybody got the, the bling bling and the, the trends and the, and the influence and all of that. But God said, I look at the very reins of a man's heart. I want to see what the heart is about. And so if I tell you, nah, no, back up. Don't take that contract. No, don't do that. What? No, Lord, they got... The Holy Spirit say, no. So guess what I do? I turn around and say, no. And lo and behold, every time I obey the voice of God, not accepting a certain project, two weeks later, maybe the next week, maybe a month later, I hear about something. And the Father say, I didn't want your name to be stained with that situation. Whoa, because it's all about his name. He wants to get the glory out of our lives, but it's about his name because we represent him. So he don't want us to fall into prey of the enemy with anything. So I welcome you and I challenge you. Do take part. I ain't going to say do it. Take part. If you want a new change in your life, you want some patterns to be broken, sit there and take part of the 15-minute Don't Move Challenge. And I'll see you on that third week of June. I'm going to put the date up there. i got to look on the calendar. I, I, it's going to be three days. 15-minute don't move challenge. Get your paper and pencil. Get your, matter of fact, get your journal. Get your journal and an ink pen. Some people still like to write in pencil. 
And after that 15 minutes every day, and you have to do it consistent. It has to be three days. One, two, three. So once you start it, today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, do it consistent. Do it today, tomorrow, and, and Friday. And if possible, hey, go in the same place. If you're going to sit in your house in a chair, go right there. If you go outside, do it outside. Try to be consistent with it. Okay? It's very important. And we're going to chime later. And just let me know. Just say, hey, Dr. D., well, I did my first day. This is what happened. Leave me a message. Hit the hit the message right here underneath the link. Okay? And I'll see you guys later. God bless. truth so you can teach truth to the people all of us have an assignment the musicians rule hmm. what is your assignment you guys do you do, do you really know your assignment and if you do know your assignment how are you operating in oh, that assignment a royal family and right? culturalization of okay how to discover your purpose um this i have a lot of things I'm putting together, but right now I'm learning. I'm I'm feeding. I'm feeding. I'm feasting. I'm feasting. I'm feasting. And uh, I've God. I ain't gonna say I did because I didn't even know who this man was. But God allowed me to be in the presence, to be in the room with top millionaires and top billionaires, and we was introduced to this man, Myron Golden. And I'm telling you guys, just within are a month's time of just my mind just being shifted. It's like I not subscribe I described that on one of my pot my episodes probably two weeks ago. Or maybe last month. The time's going by so fast and guess what? Happy June. Um happy June. We are in the sixth month of the year and it's exciting. And um, with this, I want to share this with you. As I'm growing, I want you to grow. And this mind is so phenomenal with the teachings, biblical teachings, biblical principles that, yeah, we've been hearing it, but I'm learning that the perception of the teacher towards the student will impact the student. And so if the teacher it's not clear on their experience with God. They're only going to teach you from their experience. I share my experience, but with the word of God and what God had instilled in me. And one of those things I say, Father, I want to know you better. I want to understand your word better. I want to be able to operate much higher in the kingdom mindset than what's been happening because what I've been doing, it ain't been working. It's just not working. Well, guess what? It was working, you guys. I just had the wrong perspective. And so God connected, brought me together with influential people that lives on biblical principles, okay, and just taking it for what it is. And so it's like God said he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. You have to break that word down, servant, okay, to understand what that means for you. 
Because it's not being a servant as a slave, being poor and broke and not understanding life situations, not understanding how money works. What is money? Money is really nothing but a piece of paper that the society put a number on it. Because the word of God tells us in Isaiah, he wanna, he said, go shop and buy without money. Well, wait a minute. How am I going? Wait, whoa. See, faith is truly your currency. Faith is your money. And if you have a lot of faith, you can get a lot of things done. Whoa. And when I was introduced to this awesome, powerful man that wants you to succeed, wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, want you just to accept the word for what it says. And God says he wants us to be prosperous. He said, I wish above all things, everything. And I just thought about because they say, oh, you can't be wishing on nothing. That's evil. Well, it says, I wish above all things, or I grant above all things, or I open up all things to you that you will prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So my soul is prospering because I choose to make a difference to believe that God wants me prosperous and there's nothing evil about it. The evilness coming in with prosperity and with money, the love of it is because what people do to get it, the people they hurt to achieve it, the manipulation that go behind it, the power that they feel that, oh, if I have all the billions of dollars, I just heard something that really, like, I would listen to a podcast, and I know I'm rambling, and a young man used to work for this company, uh, well-known, it was a salesperson, and he was saying in the midst of them doing door-to-door sales, it was before, right before COVID hit, that they text everybody and say, no more sales door-to-door, the sales department had just been eliminated. So that so that means, that man said over 2,000 salespeople lost their jobs that day. Yes. And so he had to go back to the table and say, okay, how am I going to take care of my family? Well, that's not how God operates. And as business owners, and I will... I'll choose not to be like that with my employees because I want us to grow together and say, I want you to grow. I want you to grow in your business. And yeah, I be talking a lot of stuff, but guess what? It makes sense at the end of the day. And so this man right here came into my world and changed my world, changed my perspective on everything. I look at stuff different. I act upon things different. I, it's like, like he said, it's no more. You don't have fear. It's anxiety. It's a difference between fear and anxiety. And I was like, whoa, because I had anxiety the other day. And, and, and I'm not going to say it was a boo-boo that I did. But because I was anxious and I allowed myself to be 
um, fall into anxiety because I was trying to get something done. I had a deadline saying I need to get this out so it can start working. And I was getting stressed out. I probably was tired. I realized I didn't eat. I was not focused. I broke my own code because I say after a certain time, I'm not doing no more work. And I still was pushing it. So I blame myself. It was my fault. So even with the teachings that he is coaching us in, it, it really forces you to take responsibility of your actions and see what really happened to cause you to make that choice. Because every decision that happens in our life, we made a choice to do it. We, we made a choice or we decided to do it or not to do it. We made a choice. So even though I feel they didn't do this here and you deceived me and yeah, yeah, and I didn't get this here. And then when I sit back and thought about it, you know what? No, you made the choice. You didn't really have to put your credit card in there and buy it. You could have just waited. But you felt you wanted that 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 quick. Yeah, I did. I, I needed help right then and there. <laughs> you said you could help me. So I want it. If I'm paying for it, I need it now. And it was given to me. And what happened, it had something else attached to it, an underlining. It was an underlining attachment when I could have just went to the source that they got it from. And I just, yeah. So I got to write it off as a loss. But I'm going to make it work, though. So when you start listening to him and feeding off what he's teaching you, you're going to start acknowledging a lot of things about yourself. Yes, you will. You're going to start growing up. I'm just going to put it like that. This man going to make you grow up. And it's going to be so simple. It's like, oh, my gosh, really? It, that's that. That's just how it looks. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord, I, re- I need to repent. Oh, my gosh. You mean to tell me that's how I've been acting all this time? This is what I've been missing all this time? All this time? Yeah, all this time. <laughs> yeah, all this time we've been missing it. All right. So enjoy. Um, he is on um, the Word of Investing podcast. And it's titled How to Discover Your Purpose. You can go on YouTube and pull it up. But a lot of individuals, I've noticed, don't like to do a lot of research or whatever. And because of my platform, my assignment is to make sure that I inform you to be resourceful. So I'm doing that on this broadcast. And matter of fact, I have to um, switch over and do my, this June, this is the awesome June team month also. So I'm going to have some nuggets every day that I'm going to put on It's Time to Strike Goals podcast. That's going to start today. You're going to hear first episode. I'm going to put it on the Facebook. And there's a lot of things going on. And then I'm in the midst of moving. So yeah. It's a lot of stuff going on. So enjoy, and I will chat with you later. And I'm going to just go ahead and put him on the next episode, okay? All right. All right, here we go. Myron Golden, you guys. Buy nothing to sell. There were two people. They were married to each other. God still put money in the. Oh, I, I didn't stop it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I did not stop the recording. So let me go back for you guys. What's up, y'all? On the street, saying hello with a smile can make some.
Alright, let's go back. Let's go back. Y'all can't miss this man. He is. Whoo, whoo. He breaking it down for you. He breaking it down. Adam. Adam later called her name Eve. God made man to dominate the earth, to rule over the earth, and to be in charge of it as an extension of him. And so these people who like to say that we're destroying the earth because we are being fruitful and multiplying and replenishing and subduing, they don't understand how it works. They don't understand how it sets up. Uh, God put us here for him, and he put all this stuff here for us. <laughs> when people understand that that I, God put me here to be one of his kings. God put you here to be one of his kings. He's the king of kings. And, and you're the king over your assignment. I'm the king over my assignment. Your wife is the queen over her assignment. My wife is the queen over her assignment. And when we understand that we're kings and queens ruling over an assignment that was been given us to, to us by the king of kings, and then we use that assignment to serve the people we come in contact with, it changes our lives forever. We're fulfilled. We have purpose. We have joy. Um, we can also have um, financial success. All of that comes into play when we recognize who we are based on who we are. So so those are some of the things that I like to teach people when it comes to business uh, from the Bible. And Genesis chapter one has so many success principles in it. It's almost like God gave us a wink and said, well, in case you don't get to chapter two, I want you to be okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so like, that'd be a good question. If you had to be stuck on an island with one book of the Bible, which would you pick? But, but Genesis is my favorite Genesis, book. It's my, yeah. it's my favorite because God doesn't change. So Genesis yeah. means the beginning. So however yeah. he is there, that's how he is all the way through. Yeah, that's awesome. So Genesis is your favorite. Well, that's awesome. I can't pick mine that quickly. Right now it's Romans because I'm preaching through Romans. So Romans is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. All right. So that made me think of this now. You talk about your assignment. God's given every one of us an assignment. So, what you know, some of you guys out there listening today may be thinking, okay, well, how do I know my assignment? So if a person's asking, how do I know my assignment? And then once I know it, what do I do then? How would you answer that? So I would answer that like this. Um, everything starts with identity. And what does that mean? Well, the first thing the scripture tells us is God says, I, I says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So like when we think of God and we say God is, we think God is good or God is holy or God is just, God is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. But even though all those things are true, none of those things are the first thing God tells us about God. What's the first thing that God tells us about God? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Well, why did he do that? The only answer is that I can, I've been able to find is he did it because he is creative and therefore it is his nature to create. I believe that not only is it important that God's creative, but it's very important that that's the first thing he told us about him. Why? Because the first thing he told us about us is that he created us in his image, which means he created us to create stuff and he made us to make stuff. So when people say, I don't know what my purpose is, the reason they don't know what their purpose is because they don't know who they are based on whose they are. And when you understand who you are based on whose you are, you understand that God, like if you, when you understand that God is creative and he made you in his image and he created you to create stuff and he made you to make stuff, then you know you are put here to create things that serve other people, that please God and serve other people. That's your purpose. Your purpose is to live in your creative space and make the world a better place. David, your son, Paul, he's a, he's a brilliant musician, right? And I can play the guitar a little bit, but I would not consider myself a brilliant musician. Why? 
Why did God not make me a brilliant musician? Paul? Well, because it's not my assignment. That's why. <laughs> right. All right. And so, so there are things that Paul can do that I can't do. There are things Paul can do you can't do. There are things you can do I can't do. Why? Because God didn't give any of us the same assignment. God put a different aspect of his creativity in all of us so that we, when we come together, we could support each of us. And so your assignment, your purpose is to live in your creative space and make the world a better place. Now, and then you rule over that assignment. What does that mean? Well, the plumber rules over the flow of the water so he can serve water to the people. The carpenter rules over the shape of the wood so he can serve furniture and buildings to the people. The teacher rules over the truth so he can teach truth to the people. All of us have an assignment. The musicians rule over the sounds of the musical instruments that they play so they can serve music to the people. And it's all about using the creativity that God put inside of of us to create things that enhance the lives of other people and when we enhance the lives of other people our lives are enhanced automatically they're enhanced monetarily they're enhanced socially they're enhanced like from a place of uh people call it self-esteem but from a self from, from a place of value we begin to value ourselves not because of some fake inflated reason but because i've done something to make somebody else's life better so that's that's how we find our purpose or our assignment hopefully that's helpful Wow. Well, yeah, it's pretty helpful. It tears. I'm thankful that I got to meet you. Right back at you, my brother. My life would not be where it is. Were you not my brother, my brother? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got a question then. So let's say a person thinks they've figured out their assignment. Where would you tell them to start as far as how they can serve other people with it and even let people know that they're serving other people with it, where would they start? It's, it's so amazing. You, you, you know where service to other people begins? It, be, it begins with like just the intention, the intention to make somebody's life better. When you see somebody on the street saying hello with a smile can make somebody's life better. You might have said hello to somebody on the street who was literally on their way to commit suicide. You said hello with a smile like you actually genuinely cared about them. And they decided to change their mind. Like, yeah. it's that kind. Like, every time we come, how can, the, the question, how can I serve you, should be flowing from our hearts. Here's what's really interesting. I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, Dave. Um, one of my favorite passages of scriptures in Philippians says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, I'm I'm not going to go into what it says after that yet, but think about this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Hmm. What mind is that? Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So Jesus knew who he was and he knew who he was even when other people didn't believe he was who he was. Like, we have to learn to own our identity. The first thing that God ever said to man is be fruitful, do multiply, do replenish, do subdue, and have dominion. So he said, be, do, 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 have, right? Well, what's interesting about being, being speaks to our identity, right? We're called human beings, not human doings, not human havings, but we're called human beings, right? Why? Because that's our identity. What is our identity? Well, all we have to do is look at how we introduce ourselves, Right. Even if a person says, well, I'm an atheist, 
I don't believe in God. Yeah, but you said I am an atheist. I don't believe in God. You had to tell me who he was before you could even tell me who you are. <laughs> right? You said I am an atheist. So you told me who God was in your declaration that you're an atheist. So when you understand that your identity flows out of the fact that you're made in the image of an omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent God, it lets you know that there's really nothing you can't do. You may not be able to do everything right now, but like you can figure it out. Everything's figure outable for a human. Everything's not figure outable for a dog or a cat or a horse or a squirrel because God didn't make those things in his image. Right. Right. And so when you think about the fact that it said, let this mind be in you who is also in Christ Jesus, who be in the form of God. Well, I know that God, I'm made in the image of God and God formed man from the dust of the ground. So when I know who I am, the only way I can understand my identity is if I'm willing to accept and yield to who his identity. And he is the creator. I'm not the creator. So when I place myself under his authority and I yield to that authority, now I can own my identity. But he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation. Jesus, Jim Rohn used to say, Jesus had a very short presentation, but it was so powerful. And when he gave his presentation, people would drop everything and they would follow him. And his presentation was two words, follow me. He said, it made me wonder, how could his presentation be so short and yet so powerful? And the answer was this, because of all that he was that he didn't have to talk about. And so many people in life try to make up in words what they lack in substance. If we will become more than we've been being, we can say less and impact more. That's what Jesus did. Wow. That would be so important in so many different kinds of businesses. You know, Absolutely. Almost everywhere, because you really can't do anything without influence. Exactly. And, exactly. And so your influence comes from the inside who you are and knowing who you are and, and being that person and uh, walking with the Lord. So, Absolutely. Man, yeah, that's so important. Well, let me let me jump to a little different direction. Let's say that someone figures out, you know, their assignment. They figure out how to serve others. And really, that's all about economics is just you're serving oh. others. It is. I was telling somebody this the other day. Money is the purest motive, one of the purest motives on earth. People are like, what do you mean money is the purest motive on earth? Well, I can I can do something. I can feed a bunch of hungry children, and I can I can pretend I'm doing that because I, I care about the children, but I might be doing it because I want everybody to think I care about the children. That's right. not a pure motive, right? If you say, if you do X, Y, Z for me, I'll give you X number of dollars, that is a very pure motive. I am telling you upfront what I desire from you, and I'm telling you upfront what I'm willing to give you for it. It's like, a, it's, it can't be muddied. That water cannot be muddied. Right. Some yeah. people have impure motives, and they will use money to get those impure motives, but I'm saying as a motivating factor, there's not a motive that's more like readily recognizably pure than money. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I hadn't thought about that. It's amazing. I got it from Rabbi Daniel Lappin. I didn't make it up. I got it from Rabbi Daniel Lappin, who wrote the book Thou Shall Prosper and Business Seekers from the Bible. But it's it's an amazing concept when you think about it. Well, it, people don't realize the Bible says if you got wheat and you don't sell it to people that need it, then you're evil. You know exactly. And if you do, you're blessed. And so it, the buyer's blessed and the seller is blessed. And that's God's system of economics right there. It, it's been that way since the fall of man. In the garden, yeah, everything exactly. was free. But even though everything was free in the garden, God put gold there and precious yeah. stones there. Even though there was no stores, there was nothing to buy, nothing for sale. There were two people, they were married to each other. God still put money in the garden and he said it was good. Wealth is not inherently evil. It is not inherently neutral. It is inherently good, even though some people use it for evil. And it's good because God says it's good. Yeah, absolutely. So let's say a person figures out their assignment. They they start serving others. They start to accumulate 
a little extra money. I know that you believe in getting to a point where you let your dollars work. You let your dollars work rather than you working. And speak to your favorite way to do that, Brother Myron. Oh, the stock market. <laughs> it's like, what you want to love about the stock market? The stock market is like life. And what I mean by that is in life, you have ups, you have downs, you have like level times, right? You have ups, you have downs, you have level times. And it's so interesting that just like life in the stock market, people think, well, you make money when it's going up. Or people think, I'm happy because life is good, right? Which means you can't be happy if life is hard. Right. That's what they that's what the implication is. Yeah. Well, life is boring right now because it's level. What's beautiful about life is you can be joyful whether life is going up or whether life is going down. You can be joyful when life is hard and you can be joyful when life is happy. But the thing that makes it so is not what's going on around you, but what's going on within you. It's a perspective conversation. It's a positioning conversation. It's so interesting. I ask this question sometimes when I'm coaching people. Have you ever seen a one sided piece of paper? <laughs> no. Or a one-sided piece of bread or a one-sided pancake or a one-sided coin. And their answer is always no. And I ask them why. They say, well, because it doesn't exist. And I say, no, it's not because it doesn't exist. It's because it cannot exist. It is impossible for anything to exist with only one side. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. For every negative, there's a positive. Every positive, there's a negative. Which means that I get the side I focus on. Why? Because that's what I'm going to amplify. That's what I'm going to magnify. That's what I'm going to multiply is the side I'm focused on. And so I can be going through something difficult in my life. Like, you know, I had polio as an infant, right? When I was a child, I was so focused on the fact that other people could do something I couldn't do. I couldn't run. My brothers could run. Other kids could run. I couldn't run. I hated the fact that I had to wear this big hunk of metal on my leg. I hated the fact that I had a shoe with a two-inch sole and a regular shoe, but they were both like army boots. I hated that. I hated it because I didn't understand life. I was a child. And so I looked at life through a child's lens and I thought, I don't like this because, but I was only looking at the negative aspect of having had polio. If it has a negative aspect, it has to have a positive aspect. So what's the positive aspect of me having had polio? Well, God knew that if he slowed my body down, my mind could speed up. Whoa. If my mind sped up, I'd be able to learn all the things that I needed to learn to fulfill my assignment. And I'm not saying God gave me polio. I'm saying God.